Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? Starters, drink some water. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my program. Last but not least, if you would like to leave me an email, leave me an email at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, that's goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. And today, ooh, today, today is email day. I have a few emails here. Uh, judging by how long it takes for me to read these aloud and answer them. This could be a 10-minute episode. could be a 40-minute episode. I got about, let me see here. One, two, I have four emails. So let's start with the first one. This comes from Wesley, two-part question. Yo, what up, Reek? This is Majin West from Twitter. I feel like I should explain that every time so you can put a face to the email. Good to see your cover art back on my podcast feed. It's even better to hear you in seemingly good spirits. The first part of my email isn't for the pod. I don't mind if you read it on air. It's really just it's really just to ask for you to be on my pod. I talk mainly about hoops, whatever anime I'm watching, or social commentary pertaining to black people. Me and you can shoot the shit about basketball, or you can introduce yourself to the people. I can cover how I found you from the He-Man Women Haters Club, and you can talk about how you've transitioned from there. If not, no problem. We'll work together on a project in the future. I'm sure of it. Second part of this email is to ask you, what do you do to motivate yourself? Whenever you may be feeling down and you don't want to record or get things done in your personal life, how do you get back in motion and keep the machine moving? Hope all is well, and thanks for doing the show. It's motivating in more ways than you may be aware of. Sent from the Mustache Messiah. First and foremost, Wes, sure. I'm definitely down to uh, be on your show. Just do me a favor. Send it to goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Uh, let me know what I have to do. Let me know what you would like for me to do. If you send it to the email, that's the easiest way for me to read it because I look over these emails daily. And um, to answer your second question in regards to what I do to stay motivated, you know those YouTube shorts or Instagram clips of those people speaking and it's an old white dude in a suit or it's a balding black man just shouting into the screen and all those type of things. I take what I can take from certain things that might be deemed as content. So if you're watching an interview on The Breakfast Club or if you're watching an interview on 85 South or whatever have you, what I tend to do is I take certain things that stick with me and I try to apply it into my day life. So in this particular case, um, what a lot of people do for what I'm saying, and I'm going to stop saying, um, well, I'm going to take more strides to eliminate, um, from what I'm speaking. What I tend to do is when I'm pulling things from certain interviews, every single person says the same thing. Be yourself, be diligent, don't quit, work hard. If you quit, and if you're not working hard, you won't maximize your potential and you'll never know how far you really could have went. So the days I don't feel like podcasting and those weeks go by, and those months have gone by while I haven't recorded, 
it's always in the back of my head like I'm really good at this why am I not recording is it because I'm not in the mood but then you have to dissect what a mood is because in the grand scheme of things everything starts with your mind so if you can learn how to push through that what might be deemed as discomfort that's what will give you the results that I feel like that you need to really push through and do something that you don't want to do. Take, for instance, when you have to wake up in the morning for work or if you're doing anything in regards to working out. Maybe you're doing a favor for someone. Maybe you're showing up to an event. The first thing you say to yourself is, I don't feel like doing this. It's not that you're physically incapable of doing it. It's a mental thing. You don't want to be in this state of comfort that you've established for yourself because what is comfort comfort is subjective comfort is different for different people so what you've done is you've had this baseline of what you deem comfortability to be and when something deviates from that baseline of comfortability it's like i'm not doing that i don't feel like doing that i don't have to do that i'll do that tomorrow then procrastination comes about then one day turns into two days Four days turn to eight days, eight days turn to eight months. And in the grand scheme of things, we don't have a lot of time on this earth. And I always have that in my mind. Niggas don't have a lot of time here, for real. In 500 years, none of us is going to be here. Not an infant, not a 50-year-old, nobody. If you're lucky, you make it to 100. So why not maximize your time to do what you want to do? which leads to the next thing. And I'm really happy that you asked me this because this is something that I've been thinking about myself. When you're doing things you want to do, what does that mean? Are you falling victim to the patterns that you've created for yourself as far as laziness is concerned? Or are you afraid of failing so you stop yourself from doing anything that might be humiliating? Are you just chilling? Do you need to get your mind right? What does any of that mean? I really put this type of thinking into hyperdrive when I got fat. And what was going on is everybody around me was like, oh, you don't look bad. Look, you carry the weight well. You don't got to lose weight. You look fine just like how you are. Enabling fat behavior. Now, if you're comfortable with your body, this message isn't for you. This message is for people like me that wasn't comfortable with their body. I wasn't happy with the way I fucking looked. I wasn't happy with the way I felt. I wasn't happy with the fact that I couldn't walk a few steps without being winded. I wasn't cool with the fact that I was incapable of running full speed without feeling as though my hamstring would tear in half. I wasn't happy with the fact that I felt as though I couldn't dunk anymore. I wasn't cool with the fact that jeans were my fucking worst enemy and I just had to wear cargoes all the fucking time and sweatpants and shorts. I wasn't cool with the fact that I have a collection of t-shirts and button-ups that's at my disposal, but I only was able to wear 40% of them because of my weight gain. I wasn't cool with that. So I tapped in. I love pizza. I love sandwiches. I love beer. I love fucking fried chicken. And I eliminated all that shit. Now I lost weight. I was 243. As I speak to you right now, I'm 225 pounds. And I'm on the path of getting back to 205 because nothing is going to stop me. I get up and run when I don't feel like running. I don't eat the ice cream when I feel like I want to eat ice cream. I don't eat the pizza, although I drive by a thousand pizzerias, specifically in Long Island. I don't order, you know, sausage and shit like that. I don't order rice when I'm getting food from a spot because I eat out a lot. So I'll just get two sides of veggies 
with the um with the turkey or the steak or the chicken or the shrimp small things when i'm in the mood to drink a big ass thing of lemonade or when i'm in the mood to drink a big ass thing of fruit punch i down a thing of water first so i can enjoy the juice as opposed to drinking from thirst because if you drink three bottles of juice a day as opposed to drinking three bottles of water a day you're finished you're toast your fat cell, it's all going to be in your face. Your cheeks are going to be, what, what, how do you, um, how do you measure circumference? I don't fucking know. And I don't feel like Googling that shit. But in either case, the, I guess that diameter of your cheekbones are going to start growing exponentially because of lack of discipline. So yeah, in regards to recording, if that's what you're referring to, because you asked me to be on your show, if you're recording content. If you're editing the content, if you're shooting the content, if you're producing the content, or whatever you're doing, you gotta push through. Because what is comfort at the end of the day? When you set new standards for yourself, that will be your sense of comfort. So yeah, you just gotta push through and man up with fucking Icy Hot. Okay. Next. Greetings, good brother. Thanks for reading my email pertaining to my birthday. This was all the way in April 14th, y'all. So bear with me here. I've attached some videos from my birthday to your viewing enjoyment. Long story short, I went in. I had brunch with my family and close friends. Went to Puerto Rico with my best friend. And for the finale, I got a section at this club called The Address. It was the best birthday present I've given myself thus far. I really felt the love this year. Anywho... I'm glad you're being more consistent with the pod and sending positive energy your way. Okay, let's look at one of these things. Oh, hold on. By the way, it's Sunny. For whatever reason, Sunny, it's escaped me as to who you are. I feel like I follow you on something, but Sunny, 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 Sunny. It's not clicking, but for video one. Okay, I see you cheersing with your homegirl. You in your bikini in good shades. Video two. Okay, I see you with your homegirls or whatever. Video three, you in the club. All kinds of bottles. You, you know, the one thing I want to say before I watch this fourth video is women show strength in ways that I feel as though go under-realized. Whenever you go to any kind of social interaction, whether it's a lounge, a bar, a club, a happy hour, look at what the men wear and look at what the women wear. In this very video, Sunny here showed me a picture of her wearing a tight-fitted dress. Her thighs is out. Her calf muscles is out. Her Achilles tendon is out. Her neck is out. Her shoulder is out. Her forearms is out. Various parts of her breast. All kind of shit, right? In the very same section, there is a nigga with a beanie, a hoodie, an overcoat, jeans, and boots. And the reason why I find this to be so amazing is because whenever I'm standing online, whether it's I'm getting bottle service or I'm just on some civilian shit and I'm chilling, whenever I'm on a line to go to a social event, I look at what the men are wearing, I look at what the women are wearing. Is there no good club attire that's winter appropriate for women? 
I'm not into women's fashion, so I'm I'm genuinely asking this because whenever I see women dressed in the club, it's these tight, revealing dresses, and I think to myself, if I had shorts and a wife beater on right now, how would I feel? Like right, even if I wore the biggest coat in the club and I got coat check and I'm just walking around the club in shorts and a wife beater right now, how would I feel? And I would probably feel like shit. But this makes me recognize one thing. And the women that listen to my show, I want you to email me about this just so I can have more understanding. Are you guys oblivious to temperature? Like overall, whether it's hot or cold? Because if you go to shower with a woman and you put your hand in there, your hand is going to melt. So on one extreme... You guys are taking the hottest showers that mankind could possibly endure. On the opposite extreme, when it's 30 degrees out, 20 degrees out, and you see the niggas out there, probably with a thermal on under their jeans or their dress pants, and you see niggas with beanies and hoodies and jackets and coats and vests. You see the women, nice little jacket, and the majority of their leg is out, and best believe that dress don't got no sleeves. That shit is so dope to me. I don't know how women do it. I'm staying out of women's business, but although I'm staying out of it, I'm just inquiring because I'm just taking notice to things that I'm seeing on the regular. What's this fourth video? This fourth video is you running in slow motion into the water. Sun's out, buns out. Shout out to you. I'm glad you was able to enjoy your birthday. This shit looks so dope. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, email me back. Let me know how you've been since uh, April. You know, I mean, it's been a little while since we spoke. I definitely appreciate these videos. And I hope, well, yeah, it's about to be fall. I hope your spring and your summer was dope. All right. We have another one. Uh, This came in at May 5th, and this comes from Juan. Yo, Reek! You know, listen to the pod, dog. I was hearing how your girl Chrissy was giving it up. And I'm like, whoa, shit, I see how things are getting shaking out here. But cool, she getting paid and shit. I'm waiting to see her IG. She got to add me up and shit. But hearing her info and shit on this and it being fresh in my mind, I remember how a story not too long ago that had this beautiful dark-skinned lady get killed by someone. I don't know who did it, but they said that she was last seen by a white man, the police report said. The Shade Room posted the story, so you know how it was definitely deep down in post now. But hearing her story but hearing her story just really made me think of it. I wanted to say be careful of these white men. We all know that they can get away with shit ten times easier than a black person. Cobb said Dude was a nice man, shaking my head, fuck the system and be careful. This is a picture of her. Damn, Smithfield's family calls the detectives handling the case racially insensitive and it's fine for answers as to how the healthy woman seemingly reportedly died in her bed. Yeah, this shit is tragic. Absolutely tragic. Um, You know, it's a, it's a very slippery slope. I was watching Rap Shit, and I know that's a TV show on HBO. And um, the woman there, you know, she had one of the two rappers. You know when you bench stuff, I'm terrible with names. But the dark-skinned one of the crew. Uh, her character in that show... To make some side money, she was uh, doing OnlyFans and all that type of stuff, right? So, 
With her OnlyFans audience, there was private sessions with a few people, and one of the people that she was having private sessions with lived in New York. Well, this particular person she met up with, went to the hotel with, and it appears as though he made a sexual advance with her, like, yo, can I come up? And she was like, no, um, I wouldn't like that. I'm, I'm just tired. Can we just meet up tomorrow? And this is after the dude done gave her shopping money, gave her some pocket money, took her on this five-star restaurant, and he asked to come up. She was like, no, 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 no. And he was like, okay, go upstairs, enjoy your night. And she thought she was going to have that room. It appeared to be in the W or something like that for the majority of the weekend. And as soon as it appeared that she denied his sexual advances, he cut that whole room off. Like, I don't know where you're about to go, but you're not sleeping in here. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because that whole universe of having a sugar daddy really scares me. And even if it wasn't a sugar daddy, even if it was somebody that you had a relationship with, disingenuous relationships where it's one-sided as far as like who capitalizes on what really scare me. Because you're no longer viewed at you you're no longer viewed as a person. You're viewed as property. I don't view my car as like an equal. I view my car as something that I have to maintain. I put gas in it when I want to drive it. I need to get oil changes. I need to get brakes. Anything that I have to maintain, I don't necessarily respect. I drive a Hyundai, so I don't have, I don't call Hyundai to ask them what new cars they have. If I wanted to trade that car in tomorrow and get a new one, I would get a new car to do what I want it to do. And the reason why I'm speaking this way is because I'm not, I, I want to make sure I'm clear here. I am not comparing women to inanimate objects. What I'm saying is when the relationship or the means of our relationship means that I'm maintaining you, I'm giving you things because I just want to do it. I no longer view you as a person. I view you as a means of entertainment. It's like if I go to the movies or if I go to a car show if I go to a restaurant, if like you're something like I'm paying for something in exchange for something. If I pay for a movie ticket, I want to see a movie. If I pay for my dinner at a restaurant, I I expect for my food to come out hot and on time. If I go to a car show, I expect admission to see as many cars as I would like for as long as I would like. If I pay to go to a museum, if I pay for some jewelry. But as far as exchanges like that, where... I just want to make sure I'm, I'm clear here. Because you said that um, Chrissy's story reminds you of this beautiful black woman's story that her her life was seemingly taken. Um, you're comparing this dating men that just have money that will just give you whatever they want because they have it. And transactional relationships really, really scare me. Because once you're not doing your end of the bargain, then what does that leave you? I just hate, especially my black women to be in like harm's way. Like that, that, all that shit is just nasty business. So as you said, move carefully. I don't operate under, um, under that. I don't even come off as a trick and it's not even like on some broke shit for real. You know, I told this story on Twitter. Mama tell on the podcast because 
only have one email left and fuck it why not i got a what 10 more minutes before you guys probably tune me out this was a little while back and me and my man we was in a spot he was in a party he was grooving and moving doing our thing uh there was two women over yonder there was a woman that was my height and there was a shorter woman so my man tasked me he's like yo Let's get the two-on-two action going. I'll go for the short one. You go for the tall one. Like, all right, cool. Let's do it. We go over there. And I mean, essentially, I'm just being a wingman to him. I'm like, all right, cool. It's all love. Like, sometimes you just need that. You need me to be the diversion so you can get what you want to get. So I'm speaking to Shorty, whatever have you. And um, as I'm going to her, I'm like, hey, what's going on? My name is Reek. This is Network's name. And I'm just, you know, striking conversation. And she was like, oh, my name is such and such. And then she started coughing. <coughs> you know, if you want to get to know me, you know, I, I sure could use a drink. So in my head, I'm like, okay, this girl is fucking bugging. And not because she wanted a drink, but because we was nowhere near the bar. And you just met me and you're just giving me a list of demands of what needs to happen for me to even speak to you. So at this point, I was going to dub it. But the one thing that all of you guys should learn about me you know, as my uh, listenership, I will go through some fuckery for the story of it. I'm all about having stories and all about having like abstract experiences. So if I can get a story from doing some crazy shit, I'm definitely going to follow through with it. So the moment I saw that this woman was a bitch, I'm like, you know what? All right, cool. I'll get you a drink and I'm going to keep talking to you because I want to see where this goes. So I go over, uh, me and my man go over there. We get the two uh, lovely young ladies some drinks. Well, his shorty was a lovely young lady. Mine was not so much. And, you know, we're speaking to each other and it's all love. And I'm like, oh, you know, we should exchange information. You know what I mean, just solely just trying to like seal the deal. I had no intention on calling this woman, texting this woman, whatever. But, you know, whatever have you. Sometimes you just got to see if you still got it. Uh, She proceeds to say, like, you know what? It's a dangerous society out here. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's exchange Instagrams. That's That's no problem. She was like, yeah, you know what? As we're still here, I need to see if we got any mutuals anyway because I don't like to be messy. You might be trying to fuck with one of my friends or some shit like that. And on my head, I'm like, yo, this girl is fucking bugged the fuck out. I just met you 10 minutes ago, and this is how you giving it up? Whatever. So she goes through my Instagram. I go through hers. She asked me who, like, a person was. Mike is just somebody I follow. She's like, okay, like, I see you. Like, I don't know, I don't know who them niggas is. So we started having a laugh and all that. And, um, you know, with the drinks that I just bought, I was like, you know what, let's have a cheers to, uh, to us not following each other's exes and let's have a cheers to not following each other's friends or relatives. She's like, uh, uh, what, what, what what did she say? She was like, um, I, I need to make sure I get this right. I know. Oh, not you trying to celebrate something basic. I'm like, what are you talking about? She was like, well, you know, like us not following each other's exes or relatives, that's just really basic. And I'm a bougie bitch, so I don't celebrate these basic things over here. And I need to make sure you're not a basic ass nigga. Like, what? What does this even mean? She's like, yeah, I just read between the lines. So I'm like, wait a minute. Me, me making a joke and saying that we need to cheers that we don't follow anybody who's close to us in our on our Instagrams. And me wanting to cheers to that means that I'm basic 
It's like, yeah, you know, I just I just need to make sure, you know, because I'm bougie. And, you know, I just like to read between the lines. And she is one of these women that I'm pretty sure would fuck with a sugar daddy. If I just came through with a whole bunch of bread and I had stacks and I was speaking to her throughout the night and I'm just spending money. Because this is how these type of women are. You just got to say you can say whatever you want to them at that point because they don't even value themselves in a certain capacity, you just have to fall in line with the things that they want from a person or from a man, rather. So if I was to spend a whole bunch of money, I'm like, yo, what you doing after this, man? Yo, fuck all that other shit, yo. Come fuck with me, man. Me and my man, we about to get the room. We got more drinks on deck. We about to get some food after this. Yo, hop in the car with me. Like, she's like, okay, because, like, the, the, these are the type of women that don't really care who they speak to just as long as they're getting something out of the situation and those type of people scare me because i hate when people are in spaces to where something foul can happen to them under the guise of material possession yeah man that's nothing to do with shorty that lost a life by the way you just said that that um i keep saying um you just said that this in particular story reminded you of what chrissy was talking about and chrissy is that way so yeah that just type of behavior just really really scares me Okay, last one. This comes from Troy. What's good, bro? I've been listening to a few of the podcasts, and they are dope. I think you need a job while you're podcasting and shit. You should get into tech for real, for real. Get your plus certification. It's a little money up front. Then apply for help desk jobs. You can definitely get a job at MSP for sure. They're starting out at like forty or forty-five thousand. Just a suggestion. You may not even want it. You might not even want a job. The IT space is truly what you make of it. No degree or some other shit needed. And I agree with you. I was definitely looking into getting into tech. I was given a few courses to take. And tech seemingly is the only space that you can get into as far as working is concerned. Where you can know absolutely nothing about computers or anything technological in the six months being a space where you're making 60000 I don't know any other job that's like that. With no schooling required, um, the certificates you get is all centered around your brain capacity and what you can retain in a certain amount of time. So yes, I've definitely been looking to get into that because the one thing I will say about, I'm going to talk about women real quick and not in a derogatory way. All the women that work from home have the time of their life. They go on vacations, they be on the road, they be in Miami, they be in Jamaica, they be in Milan, they be in Ghana. The only thing that they need is Wi-Fi. If you have Wi-Fi, you're like, ah, right, y'all, I got these meetings to take, I got this to take, I got this work to get done. Um, I'm fucking with y'all after 2 o'clock. I am jealous of that. For real. I am 100% jealous of that. So because of that fact, I'm definitely looking to get into tech you know, or some type of IT job because of all I need is Wi-Fi, a cell phone, and a laptop to get paid fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. Let's fucking get after it. So yeah, I've definitely been looking into that. Good looking Troy because your boy got bills and shit like that. And all this odd job nonsense shit that I've been tapped into has not been cutting it. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I'll speak to y'all on Monday. <laughs>